Now, George. Yeah. Just because you're not in the room with Damon doesn't mm-hmm. mean that ice isn't still going to be. <laughs> and you know that. I know you, that you know that. You know, you know that I know that. <laughs> okay. Well, I was wondering what I this, can hear it now. What this said on the Zoom meeting, I was confused for a second. It said Colonel Clink would like to join the meeting. <laughs> it said Iceman. That's right. Ice Man. Man. The Iceman Clinketh. Yeah, I'm dangerous. Ice Man. <laughs> Hi there. It is Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever here with episode 28. Fuck wow. Yeah. yeah, 28. Yeah, look at us. And uh, there's a first time for everything. The first time the Gitmo Bros have ever recorded an episode on a Friday, which is yeah. today for us. And also the first time the Gitmo Bros haven't ever been in the same room together. We have been scattered to the four winds. I think that's also the title of a uh, Candace and Richie Blackmore album. <laughs> Blackmore Night. Yeah, yeah. Blackmore Night. The four winds blow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the 15th album. Yeah. From- <laughs> <laughs> that was halfway through their career. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I actually, uh, don't have a media darling sitting next to me and I, you know, I want, I don't know how to put this into words, so I'm going to have someone, uh, say it for me. Uh, Charlton, what, how how does it feel to be here in the room without my Gitmo bro? I feel lonely. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, Chuck. I feel you, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some, some high quality drops. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, speaking of the media darling, uh, he is out in uh, out in the west side of L.A. and he would he would like to say hello to the good people. Hi, I'm George White, coming to you from the new Getmo West and a supply closet uh, somewhere in Santa Monica. And <laughs> nice, keep him guessing, baby, keep him guessing. Yeah, I could be anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> any they're supply saying, closet. They're saying he's not there. Can't be there. He's not sitting in front of Xerox boxes and pens and pencils, binders. There's no way. There's no way. It's the media, darling. Yeah. George did send us a picture of where he's sitting, and it, it quite literally is. A, but here's the thing, folks. We sacrifice for you. George right. George tried audio uh, quality in several rooms. I'm going to yeah. say at least a dozen. Yeah, this you is know. a 3,000 square foot office I'm in. I'm in currently in 40 square feet. <laughs> So what a guy! He's sweating his balls off, but he does have uh, Colonel Clink is uh, is loaded up and ready ready for some ice action. And so I think I heard another voice. Uh, he is calling in from the North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He's the city of Santa Monica's North Star. Uh, say hello. Bringa! I'm living right, working hard, and loving even harder. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> You might even say he's a rock star. <laughs> you're, you're a real rock, rock star with star. that potato you're, salad, you're, dude. Yeah. You're a rock star, Eric. You're, you're this week's <laughs> rock star. 
of <laughs> just everything. Rock and roller out of controller. <laughs> That's right. So uh, to, I guess today your pal Damon is in the torture chamber. What do you think of that? Oh, that boy. Right. Yeah, he is. And the lads have set up some songs for me to review for my torture. But before that, I think we have to um, talk to a guy who, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure, I don't have his full itinerary, but I'm pretty sure he has never been to the city of Santa Monica. There's too many, <laughs> too many like, hippies. Democrats. And, Democrats and, and homeless Democrats people. And, 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 you know, exactly. Communists and liberals and whatever. So... Uh, explain yourself, sir. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. As long as you're not a socialist. <laughs> I saw, uh, not two days ago, I saw a woman and a man dragging uh, roller bag suitcases through uh, Palisades Park, which is up <laughs> above Santa Monica Beach, arguing with another homeless man, and they, have, they had accents just like that. <laughs> Did they really? It was frightening. It was a neighbor, and then one of them was talking to me like the homeless guy was go was going like, "I'm going to drink your blood, and you're going to end up at the bottom pit of hell." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that's good news. That means we can book in this whole nightmare." Yeah, right. And I was like, <laughs> "Now you know like, how it's going to end." I was like, and the, and the southern and the southerners were talking back to him like, "You shut your mouth." And I'm like, "Wow, this is like uh, this is like um, this is like Deliverance at the beach." This is. <laughs> I just kept walking like, "Don't look up, don't look up." Don't. It's a Deliverance surf party. It's a Deliverance surf party. <laughs> so I I I get to uh, uh, control the direction that this kibitz corner will go today, lads. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, okay, so it's the first time we've recorded on a Friday. The first time we haven't, uh, George has recorded remote. And it's the first time that, oh wait, I should play this first. Oh, nothing. It's only everyone's favorite segment. Brackets. 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 Who's ready for Brackets? Boy, I am. What I was saying was, there's a first time for everything. There's a first uh-huh. time for recording on a Friday. There's a first <laughs> time for George recording remote. And, oh, nothing, my Brackets, my Kibitz Corner, I get to decide, we're doing two Brackets. What? 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 Yeah. And, and I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I was making my, my, my list here, and I just couldn't separate it out. So... Here's what we're going to decide today, fellas. Oh, nothing. The greatest stand-up comedian of all time. What? <laughs> so this is a Brock Eats for a Brock Eats? No, it's, a, it's two Brock... Because here's how I split it up. Kind of more old-school comedians uh-huh. and, and kind of more new-school comedians. And at the end, we're going to have a Super Bowl face-off between the winners of each. Shit, so it's like a conference. There's a conference. There's, there's an two, NFC, yeah, there's, an there's old conference and new conference, and then they're going to they're gonna play each other at the Superdome. Okay? I mean... So, uh, why don't we start? What do you say? Yeah. I'm yeah, going to start with... Now, you're gonna, some people might say, hey, first of all, I don't agree. I think so-and-so should be on there. How come this guy's on? It's, fuck off. It's my, it's my brockets. I can put on it who I want. And I did consult some lists of the greatest of all time. So, most of these are going to make sense. Also, some of them, like the, the timeline seem, might seem weird. Like, is that guy old school or that guy's newer than that? It's just, I, I compared dates and I kind of had to separate it into two lists of 16. That's how this fucking works. So go with it's me your, on this. It's your Brock Eats. It's my you Brock go. Eats. You I go. get to do what I want. You okay. go, girl. 
So let's start in the modern era. And I'm going to say the modern era is probably like anything like 80s and and up to present. And and the old era is kind of like maybe it's the late 50s, but mostly 60s and 70s. And there's some crossover. Who gives a shit? Here we go. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yep. New. The new conference. John Mulaney versus Anthony Jeselnik. Mulaney for me Mulaney. right away. Mulaney, Mulaney easy. right away. Okay. And by the way, I don't love Mulaney, but still... I do. You're I wrong. I do. I, I respect think... him. I respect him, but I don't love him. <laughs> okay. Where do you guys... So, Anthony Jeselnik, you guys are just kind of like, meh. He's yeah. fine. Yes. He is. He's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, ooh, this is a big a big showdown. I like to hit you with a couple of these right off the bat. Oh, nothing. Sam Kinison versus Chris Rock. Oh, you fucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. So, Sam Kinison... Uh, he was known for his sort of, uh, you know, really offensive Jesus material and necrophilia material and that kind of thing, <laughs> uh, relationship material. But Chris Rock, we all know Chris Rock, of course. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, Rock had, uh, the benefit of time on his side. So he has I, more material. That's what I was going to say. I, where are you at with that, Damon? Um, I think I have to go with. Here's my thing about Sam Kinison. I think he had like one that one good Rodney Dangerfield special, mm-hmm. and that he he was able to just like eat out on that for the rest of his career when he's doing those f- fucking awful you know wild thing videos yeah, it was, and stuff. It was tough. It was tough. And I, he just turned into such a giant douche. And I just like that first that that Rodney Dangerfield set he did was brilliant. And I I really honestly don't know if he did anything beyond that. So yeah, the rock and yeah. roll comedian shit just got tired immediately. Yeah, yeah. be so, a comedian, right. <laughs> do yeah, that. Yeah. And he was always involved with some bullshit drama. With with remember the time he 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 fooled Howard Stern with buns didn't show up for that you know in the studio. And uh, he was still constantly drunk and doing drugs. I mean, this just the guy was just a, a bummer to, to hear and and learn about. So I would go with Chris Rock if it's up to me. All right, for that's both rocks. All right, so you guys, uh, I, I was just. Have you guys ever seen Sam Kennison live though? No. I saw him, you know, at the comedy store in a small room, and the energy is just it's it's un, it's incredible. It's rock star like. It's it's incredible. So. But Chris Rock, does, I agree with what you guys said. Chris Rock has better material and benefit of time, and he's just, yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, no one's denying that any of these people are funny or have, there's a reason they're on this list, after all, you know. Here's another biggie, guys, coming out swinging. Eddie Murphy versus Bill Burr. Fuck you, Damon. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of good comedians out there. You got to start oh, narrowing them down fuck. at some point. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fall with Eddie, but that's just not fair to Bill Burr. That's just not. Oh well, Eddie. Yeah. Okay, okay. He okay. should have been funnier. Brackets. Sorry. I yeah, guess. be funnier but, if you want to go in. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm taking all this personal. All right. <laughs> well, what's funny is I probably would have gone with Bill Burr. Really? I, I think that Eddie again. He had and and he never turned into an asshole like Kinison, but he had a you know those two good specials and then he just stopped doing comedy after that it's right? the price of being of the price of having it be your brackets it's it, it's as if you have all the agency in the world but you can't control anything no. i wasn't trying to control it i there's <laughs> no, a reason I know, why, but you just yeah. can't one can't when they do brackets so yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's bitter irony yeah, are you I, in control or not he uh, could have put bill burr up against Nancy jesselnick <laughs> 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 
Well, that, that's right. obvious. I like these these big these big showdowns. Okay, so a couple of Daves coming at you: David Cross and Dave Attell. Oh, Attell all the way for me. I'm going to go with uh, Attell's great, but uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Attell because like I love Crossy. I love the Crossman, but but like it's just tough for a comedian i think when they can go and live for an entire comedy record on the i mean you guys with the the government is so stupid like where where it's variations on that theme where you, you oh, run David into Cross. sort of let yeah, yeah when you run into the lenny bruce thing it, it could just when you're just so frustrated by life i love to be able to have the absurdity size and fucking cross could do that too but like i don't know yeah i think i'll go with the tell love okay. cross but I, I I say this is that is that I was the biggest fan in the world of Mr. Show. Yeah, David Cross isn't that great of a stand-up. If hmm. we're just talking about that, he's not that great of a stand-up. He great in sketch with with uh, with right. with Bob, of course. But Attell's just a he's a destroyer and a level that's different than other people. Uh, it's it's weird and it's alternative, but it's he destroys man. He's so good. Yeah. Okay, one of those dudes I, who could also be in both rooms. He can be in the, uh, in the in the uh, out with the freaks, and then he could also be like at, at the at the Chuckle Hut in uh, in St. Louis. Agreed. And, right. And and yep. work and win. Yep. Can I tell you my favorite Dave Attell joke ever? Sure. He was he was in uh, you know the Middle East somewhere on a USO tour with some of the guys from the Stern Show, and they were constructed about A B C D things they can't talk about in front of the troops, and. Uh, so Attell comes out and goes, one of the things they told me I can't talk about is <laughs> masturbation. He goes, so I want to tell you about the time that I was making love with a sock filled with shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and of course the troops just lost it. <laughs> oh. And I, All right. I got, I got to say too, I was, he was with us the first two seasons on Raymond. So I, you know, I have a personal feeling for Dave, but oh, but, cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one, next round. Louis C.K. versus Dave Chappelle. God, you're Chappelle. such a dick. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> so easy. I don't know what to say. I, that's what did you say, Aaron? Chappelle. All right, Damon. And where are you? Um. By the way, I'm not factoring any freaky factor when it comes to some of these guys with their lifestyles and stuff. I'm just going by I, I their like stand up. I want to jack off in front of, of Sarah of Sarah Silverman. Who doesn't? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not mad at him about that. I did in front of a picture of Sarah Silverman, if that counts. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, I think I have to go with Chappelle. So, so you lose, George. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Fuck. This is the toughest one ever for me. Good. All right. All right. A couple of guys I kind of put in the same category, and I like them both. You guys tell me. Mitch Hedberg and Bill Hicks. Shit. I'm not a big fan of either. Um, Hedberg, Hedberg was the bomb. Love him. I take him. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to take Hicks on that. I don't love them both, but I uh, okay. I'll, I'll leave it to you, Damon. Hmm. This is a tough one for me. The absurdity wins out over pissed off man every time for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Aaron makes a good point. Okay. Even though Hicks has a has a great brain. Of course, yeah. he's a fucking had genius. a great brain. But that's the same thing about fucking George Carlin. George Carlin was a genius even when he was just angry all the time, but like I'd rather listen to him be fucking silly than angry. It's old. Wait, they're both dead, aren't they? They're both dead. Most angry people are. Yep. <laughs> Mitch Hedgeberg and, and Bill Hicks. I didn't know I knew Mitch was. I didn't know Bill was Bill Bill Hicks is dead, huh? Yeah. I didn't I know that. He died b- before Mitch Hedberg, I believe. Really? Long ago. Yeah. 
but his comedy lives on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right, here we go. Next round. Patton Oswalt versus Stephen Wright. I'm Patton all the way. Yeah, Stephen's a genius, but I'll take Patton. Okay, I don't have a say in that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> My voting rights have been suppressed once again. Speaking of people I've masturbated to, Sarah Silverman versus David Spade. I jacked it to Spade, so... <laughs> uh, so you're, sp- you're a Spade guy, uh, Aaron? Uh, not particularly. Uh, no, I-, I was just being I was being silly, wasn't I? I, I was um, being glib. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Silverman, a comic to comic. I'll take I'll take her, George. I don't like the way she uses her sexuality, so I'm gonna go for for Spade. That's your that's that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> you don't appreciate somebody else using it too. I don't. I don't. It's my it's my thing. It's my that's thing. what you do. Yeah, I don't like the way she throws her vag around. I don't. I don't. It's a little um, little, little bit cheaty. Well, okay, I happen. She's funny. Yeah. I happen to like the way she throws her sexuality around, and I'm going to go with Sarah Silverman. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Even though I love David Spade a lot. Yeah. He's great. Okay, next round. We're, we've got through them all. Now let's let's go for the next level here. Mulaney versus Chris Rock. Mulaney. Rock. Hmm. Yeah, I think Mulaney's going to have a longer-term like quality material output because Chris Rock also seems to be dining out on that one album in particular. I loved that one. What is that? What is that one called? I forget. The, the bigger, big one, bigger and blacker, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's anyway. the one where he kind of went to the crossroads, where he was fine, and then he showed up, and he was like mind blowing. Yeah, um, he destroyed and, there. Yeah. yeah, but it was funny because there was like fine, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he was mind blower. But like, I, I also would say too, and it's a well known fact that Rock has writers, and I, I dig the fact that Mulaney uh, uh, is uh, self generated. Uh, comic as well. Okay, so. I'm I'm yelling from the shower on this right next to Andy Levy. It's Chris Rock, no contest. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling from an adjacent shower. <laughs> Deal with it. She gets her in like a prison shower. David, are you in a bathtub? Are you in a bathtub or a jacuzzi tub? I have a hose draped over a fence. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell a childhood story where that actually was part of my one of the houses I lived in where the surfer next door would shower that way, but we'll move on with that story. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let's see. So Mulaney, we're going to go with cause me and Aaron, right? Yeah. Okay. Eddie Murphy versus Dave Attell. Ed. I'm going to go with the on that. Whoa. God, Eddie Murphy, the delirious was such a big part of my life. I memorized yeah. that goddamn thing. Yep. Um, uh, but Dave Attell, just the, the sock and the shampoo joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I had a stripper. Right. I got I guess I got to go with Eddie Murphy, even though I love Dave Attell. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next. Dave Chappelle versus Mitch Hedberg. Psst. Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought that was pretty obvious. Okay, Patton Oswalt versus Sarah Silverman. Patton. Patton. Yeah, me too. I was at a party with my uh, ex-wife a million years ago, and Patton was there, and, and and I was standing, we were standing in a group of people, and I looked over to him during in the middle of a larger conversation, and I said, dude, I, I heard you do the thing that made me laugh the hardest ever in my life, and he said, what? And I said, you were you were trying to say how, how gross something was, and you said it was like dirt that was been fucked by a hobo. <laughs> 
good. <laughs> it killed me, and it was funny to do it too. And I was, I, I would never have had it not been like hammered out of my mind. I wouldn't have said like laid his own joke on him. But it seemed funny, and we'd kind of been goofing back and forth, and so it seemed appropriate. And he, he seemed to enjoy it, and he was laughing, and he told yeah. me like where it came from and all that shit. So yeah, he's a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along here because we got a whole other set of brackets. Yeah. All right, so Mulaney versus Murphy. John Mulaney versus Eddie Murphy. Murphy for me. Um, I'm going to say Mulaney because Murphy's got the two great records. Uh, but Mulaney, I mean, it's a different circumstance, of course. But I don't know. I, I, I It might be who I am now, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Mulaney's. Yeah, I feel like John Mulaney is going to do more, a lot more stand-up than Eddie ever did, and I think his stuff is high-end quality. Not that Eddie's wasn't, but I think Mulaney's going to end up with, like, you know, eight great specials where Eddie only had, like, two. Right. Does that make sense? You guys are real fucking Laney heads. You're real Laney heads, the two of you. You're real fucking mullheads. Both of you. Love him. All right, coming down to it. Chappelle versus Patton Oswalt. Well... Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle. Yeah. Oh, wow. That that mm. was... I thought that was going to be... Mm-mm. All right. Well, we've got... Coming down for the winner of the new conference, we've got Mulaney versus Chappelle. I'm going with Chappelle, guys. I'm not a Mulaney. I'm not a mullhead. <laughs> You've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> uh, Mulaney. I got to go with Chappelle, guys. Yeah! Fuck you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Brackets number one is now history, and we'll come and back Andy to Levy it. Levy must be losing it. Must be losing it. He's got two brackets to listen to? Damn. <laughs> He's going to take two showers. <laughs> That's right. He's going to take a double stuff shower. <laughs> um, so we're going to come back to Chappelle. We'll leave him there for now because he's got to face, uh, have a face-off with one of these. The old comics. Old school. All right, here we go. Henny Youngman. <laughs> Red buttons versus... <laughs> <laughs> red buttons and red skeleton are those two dudes that you like you know like they just i bet you they were just always just a thousand percent drunk like never sober <laughs> just smelled like fucking ever clear and like would eat an onion all. yeah just eat an onion raw just to get right fucking <laughs> <laughs> guys all right so here we go guys ready for old conference That's too yeah <laughs> we've got starting off don rickles versus joan rivers rickles I'm going to say Rickles, but like, I, there's some about, I always had like, so I'm sort of like a phantom Jew in many ways. <laughs> and, and, which was your solo album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I just have, I have a deep love and affinity for my Jewish brothers and sisters. And, 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 uh, there's something about Joan that always made me feel proud in some weird way. I don't know what the fuck it is. But like, I've talked to other like legit uh, uh, landsmen and women, and they sort of tell me that their house felt the same way <laughs> about Joan. Funny, yeah, funny and they're Jews, you know. No, and, and, I, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean that's it's, that's what I sort of would think is like. Well, gee, I, I mean, I, it's not like you did weren't represented. Yeah, but I, I think that there was something about her being able to guest host the Tonight Show. It was just because it was a gal and because like one of their own was rocking in the tonight show for Johnny, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's just an interesting thing, but I'm going to go with, uh, who the fuck was it? Oh, Rickles. Don Rickles. 
So Rickles all of that that big beast. speech about John Rivers and you want yeah, to Yeah, yeah. But confronted with Rickles, you know, if you if it's up against yeah. some of the other chuckle huts from that time, yeah. uh, it would be more difficult. All right. So George, you said Don Rickles as well, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it, Aaron. I mean, she's she's so great and and just Fucking never got enough funny, credit. Yeah. She never yeah. got a credit for the material and just the fact that she was a woman busting down doors, you know? Yeah, and she for sure, for sure. And like there was more to her funniness than the can we talk thing. Yeah, totally, totally. There's a lot more funny than that and a lot more points of view that were interesting and mm. Yeah. Here we go. Here's a couple of of uh icons. Richard Pryor versus Woody Allen. Wow. God, you're a fuck again. I'll take the wood, man. I, I, I love uh, I love Dickie Pryor, but I just got so much more out of the wood man over my years. I'm going to take Pryor. He's okay. Just, yeah. And you're going to take a loss because it's Woody Allen. All right. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Whoa. All right. Moving along here. This is not John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> we Never have again. your brother from another planet, Mr. Robin Williams, a.k.a. Mork from Ork. Versus a brother who is putting things in people's drinks and making them pass out so he can have sex with them, Bill Cosby. <laughs> wow. Whew. This is a dancer from the dance. Uh, and again, yeah. we're going by their stand up, not by their degenerate lifestyles. Yeah, boy, yeah. There, there, there's uh, one. I mean, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said and noticed a million times, but goddamn, this is a. <laughs> It's a murderer's row of fucking degenerates. <laughs> Both batches. Good God. They're comics, so. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. Um, I, 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 I take cause. I'm going to, too. I, I've, a fair amount of these people I've seen in person, and, and it's just up close, he was incredible. So yeah, the cause, Bill Cosby? The cause. Every yeah, record. He was. He was. Every record, every, yeah. every word he ever said on yeah. recording. You guys are both wrong, but I'll put it down. <laughs> Bill Cosby himself was the only funny thing that man ever did in his life. That was a, that was a classic. It deserves all the accolades it gets because it was so good. Great, I would say. All his other stuff is shit. Anyway. I think something's win. in this drink. Oh, oh. I'm going to go nun night now. All right, so... Uh, here My we go. butt Next. hurts. <laughs> and Bill's laughing wearing a robe. Bill Cosby <laughs> records make my butt hurt. All right. Next round. Rodney Dangerfield versus Jay Leto. Wow. Rod. Rodney. That's my house. I'm being... Are you, are you being sur- are you being surveilled? <laughs> yeah, I'm being served divorce papers. Are you getting, bu- are you getting buzzed? It's TMZ <laughs> looking for George. What do you mean he's not there? He's not what? He's, he's not in supply closet. That's crazy. Hey, Damon, uh, uh, did you catch that game last weekend, huh? <laughs> I was like, when DMZ always tries to engage you with some, like, <laughs> thing that's happening. <laughs> hey, how's this weather, huh? Is your flight late? <laughs> How about the election, huh? <laughs> uh, All right, she, so Roddy Dangerfield, Jay Leno. I, you know, I'm going to go with Leno here. Uh, I'm going to go with Leno, because in his day, he was, fuck, he was incredible. Leno, you saw him live. Don't get it. Okay, I did not. I, I did oh. not see him live, but <laughs> I talked to people that did, and I know of it. So, and I don't love either one of them. I, I, I'm. It's hard with Dangerfield because you're thinking of his movies and stuff, not his stand-up. And yeah, I was thinking of his stand-up. I don't know. <laughs> you're not inside my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm speaking for myself. Yes, I'm thinking of both their stand-ups, and Roddy Dangerfield wins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right, Richard Lewis versus Gilbert Gottfried. Richard Lewis is a motherfucker. When he was when he was going, man. Yeah, he was just like Jay. You're right. He's just <laughs> Not so, later so, so much. Good. Gilbert made Gilbert's like the greatest on Howard ever. Like I, I could just listen to Gilbert laughing on Howard and <laughs> Jackie, Jackie noises. Yeah, and I would like no stand up is funnier than those two things to me <laughs> for hours. If I just was on a loop, but here's like, why Gilbert's better though. Gilbert just had balls. He would do anything. He would say the worst thing in a room where you weren't supposed to and not give a shit. Yeah, but and okay, that's but that's that's but outrageous is not clever. You know, I mean, on at like as a as that's your battering ram. I think clever beats that ultimately. You're right. You're fucking yeah. way right. I mean, yeah, Gilbert was a monster, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd probably go with uh, Dick Lewis. It gets my respect for Gilbert. Gets my respect, so I'm, yeah. I'm Gilbert. He's fucking great. Okay. Oh shit! There he comes. He's coming by in a in a small Piper Cub. <laughs> they taken you out of. They taken Damon out of Saigon. <laughs> They're airlifting Damon. He's, hey, Damon, light a signal fire right now. <laughs> we were winning when I left. <laughs> oh wait, it's Roy Scheider in Blue Thunder. <laughs> Jaffel. Put on the whisper switch. <laughs> I got to go with, with Gilbert Gottfried, though. I think yeah. I do. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Mr. Bob Newhart versus Mr. David Brenner. I'm let you guys weigh in first. Bob, even though Bob Newhart stole fucking Shelley Berman's act, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would go with Bob. Between the two, uh, David... <laughs> Was it Steinberg and Brenner? Always people that always just went. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I would agree. Who gives a shit? Agree. Guys, telling jokes up there. Yeah, a couple of guys. Looks like they're having a good time. <laughs> um, George, I'm going to go first and last because I say Bob Newhart. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. What I'm did with. you say, George? He didn't. He let me go first. I let you oh. go. I let, what I, would you I, have said? Newhart. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Three-way tie for last. There you go. George is picking <laughs> comedians over there. I am. Here I, here I go. All right. <laughs> Here's a big one. Gary Shandling versus Jerry Seinfeld. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shandling for me. It's Shandling for me. Gary's a better actor. Yeah, you're Jerry's right. a you're better fu- stand-up. You're fucking right. If this is just stand-up, he's right. He's right. And incredible. And uh, but incredible. But you know, I think that that's the yeah. You guys are both going with Jerry. Yeah, the sign. Yeah, because Aaron's right. It's just I'm, I'm confusing the. I, I love the Larry Sanders show is my favorite television show. So, right. but that's not stand-up. Gary wasn't. All right. Yeah. Let's not get Judd Apatow in this, okay? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I might have gone with Gary Shandling, but not that it matters. But uh, Jerry kind of, I think he wore out his welcome with me. I don't know. I'm kind of sick of him. But this is old comic division. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, I still think uh, Gary Shandling's material was was better. Fuck, this is the toughest one. Now I want to go back. All right. (laughs) No, but you guys both said Jerry, right? All right, yeah. And there's not a bad answer in that one, by the way. There's I'm not, not. going to argue with, with Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, I saved the biggest, baddest badasses for last. We've got your George Carlin and your Steve Martin. Yeah, George, I knew this George, was fucking coming. George, George, <laughs> George. <laughs> Damon, go ahead. I Do you want me to go? I do. 
I got it. Well, then you don't get a turn because it's George Carlin all the okay. way. Okay. I was going to say Steve Martin. <laughs> Whoa. Steve's a genius. Steve. Of course. No one's yeah. arguing that. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve really, like, if you think about when he really, be- I know he was doing comedy from like the early seventies, I think, but he quit like dead stop it in 1980. And he really only had what, about three or four years of just pure right. comedy yeah. that we knew him for. So, and yeah. George had like, like 45 years or something. Maybe more, maybe 50. Yeah, but, like fucking 30 of them were fucking bulletproof. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, but Steve took my chair, you guys. He's a sumbitch. Eight track no, tape. Let's get nothing, small. He nothing took my better chair. Than, than fucking the absurdity of that yeah. is so great. Like, he never got serious. <laughs> Ever. Except he seemed like a tortured soul as a person. I mean, not like tortured, but like, you know, he just doesn't seem very sunshiny. But is it just my generation or what I think or to me, he was the first, you know, superstar comic. You think so or not? That's true. I think it's true to us. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, I know that before that you could probably you might could say that Bob Newhart was or Prior Pryor was about the same time. But But Pryor was dangerous. And like, I think white America would be like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I don't know where I stand with it. Certainly it's funny, though. It was like a nervous laughter, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, uh, but they could they could relax with fucking uh, with uh, whoever the fuck we're talking about. Steve Martin. Steve, yeah. <laughs> so, but we're going with George Carlin, right? Yeah, I am. You guys All the way. Yeah. All right, next yeah. round. We're going. We're going round two here of the old conference. Don yeah. Rickles versus Woody Allen. Woody, and that's stand up. That's stand up to stand up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm Don. not thinking about his movies. Yes, Don for me. Rickles. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you guys know I'm a monster Woody fan, and I love his stand-up. And by the way, when he puts on that stand-up hat, like which do he's it. done a couple times over the years, even like in his 80s, he's just right back to it. Yeah. So he's he's effort, an effortless stand-up comic. His point of view is just brutal. Whereas, like for me, like Rickles is great, but for me, Rickles's point of view is like it's either rocking somebody talking shit or doing the weird sort of apology thing he did. To say, yeah, hey, but we all love each other, right? So to <laughs> yeah. me, it's 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 those are the two sides of the plate, and that's where those plates. That's what happens. Whereas the Woodman was everywhere. Well, okay, George, make a make a case for Don Rickles. I've never seen anyone destroy a room like he did. Never seen it. I saw yeah. him in Vegas uh, twenty years ago, and I've never seen anybody destroy a room quite that way. Where. Right. I was Def Jam laughing and everybody else was and falling on the floor, slapping my ass like a jerk off. And it was for real. I wasn't trying to impress anybody. It was just, it was incredible. And I, I, um, and also you guys, if we're going to, if we're going to deride everybody else and their proclivities, we have to bring up Woody's. No one's doing that though. <laughs> I voted for Cosby. Who's worse than him? Yeah. Well, that, Woody, you know, I, I don't believe that. With Woody, George but, on yeah. the deck, on the deck someday, I'm going to set you straight about Woody. Because it's ninety nine percent of that stuff is bullshit. Okay, but I I also think he's also he's also a tortured soul without any of that. I think. Yeah, (laughs) I don't believe any of that with Woody either. But you know, we got to bring it up anyway. I'm I'm Rickles. What do you say, Damon? Now I'm going to say this based on both of your arguments. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing about Rickles, who I love by the way, and who was hilariously funny, made me guffaw as hard as as young George. Here's the thing. Here's a weird thing that I just it just kind of crystallized in my in my mind when people were falling on the floor screaming with laughter at rickles it was usually about making fun of an ethnicity like yes 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's just that's that doesn't mean it's not. That doesn't mean it's not funny. Yeah, but like but Jesus where, Christ is just same same. Yeah, he made that. He, he uh, how many times was he gonna say something about a, um about an Italian and go? Yeah, Luigi called. He's he wants to know if when you're going to be down at the club. Ah, you know what I mean? It's like it, these mafia jokes for all the Italians. His delivery was so fucking great that yeah. it just didn't matter. His delivery was m- monstrous. Like he didn't have to fucking say shit, and it was beautiful. There's yeah. a reason he's in these in this top. Yeah, bracket. dude. Don't get me wrong. For the guy's real. fucking great, but you know if you really break down the comedy, you know his delivery and 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 even material aside, he was always punching down in a hey, we're friends, right kind of way. Yeah, I. Uh, but like, I you can't you... work a room better than him, though. Like George, like it's no. like it's a fucking uh, not to me. I always thought of him as like where he can't. It's because he comes up. He's what his flavor is to me is that he's got to work. He's the he's the he's the between naked girls comic act from back in the day. You know, so you got to come on. You blister through all the meatheads who've been sitting drinking beer at the bar all day long or the gin joint that you're in, and there's no time to fucking talk politics. There's no time to fucking get into fucking Mort Saul shit. You're in there just fucking, look, we're going to talk about that guy, going to talk about that guy, what's wrong with that guy over there? Look at that broad. Yep. You know, he, he's just got to go in and just smack, and that's his whole act, and there's nobody better, but... I think what you're saying, Damon, I mean, is um, either that guy's Chinese or a beaver's eating a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but the delivery is great. <laughs> And the faintest idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of his insults from the stage that I remember from Las Vegas. And he just, he was on a, it's like his two, it's like two, he's like doing two narratives. He's talking about one thing. He turns to the left, says that, like fires off two rounds right back to the right. And it's just, wow. Is this, yeah. Well, it's the way, like you said, he worked a room. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a tough one for me because yeah. I think there's good arguments on both sides. I guess is, where I landed where I landed uh, with Rickles, like, oh, yeah, he just kind of like, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., black joke. Ha, ha, he, there he goes again. <laughs> and and, and w- Woody was clever from, like, day one. He always has been clever. And and, and I maybe I'm guilty of giving cleverness too much weight in this, in this decision, but I'm going with Woody. Okay. Woodman it is. All right. Next round. Bill Cosby versus Rodney Dangerfield. Cos. Fuck. Yeah, I gotta go Cosby again. Why Jesus. are you forcing me into the Playboy Mansion and quailing <laughs> for buttholes? You put on this fucking tracksuit. <laughs> Jello pudding. You guys are wrong again, but I have to write that down. Okay. We have Gilbert Gottfried versus Bob Newhart. You guys go. Who's made me laugh and who didn't steal Shelley Berman's act? <laughs> Gilbert. Boy, Gilbert. This is a, this is, he's holding the That's a, it's, it's a tough bit for me. I think I've got derived more pleasure out of those Bob Newhart albums. But the, you know, the, uh, the Lincoln bit and the calling people. Maybe, was Berman the phone calls? Is that yeah. what you lifted? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. Shelley Berman was a bit more erudite, but, but nevertheless, you know, it's, it's the, the entire conceit and Shelley was a shattered soul for the rest of his life because <laughs> Bob blew up so quick, mostly because the, the path had been started, but whatever, Bob's great. He should have been funnier. Yeah. Be funnier if you don't want to lose. <laughs> so yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert is hit, hit and miss. Bob's material was so crafted and, and his delivery mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm going mm-hmm. Bob. Both of you guys going Bob. No, Aaron's no, no, going Aaron's Gilbert. Going Gilbert. Right, so I get to decide. I'm standing with, yeah. with Shelly Berman. 
I'm, I stand with Shelly Berman. It's not so much against Bob, because I'm standing with Shelly Berman. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go with Gilbert. Whoa! Yeah! All right. Finally, we have Jerry Seinfeld versus George Carlin. George. Fuck. Fuck. Damon, go. Come on. It's not even close. You, you, heard, <laughs> me, you heard what I said about Jerry Seinfeld earlier? He, George George is the master. He's, you know, he's... he's comics here. I can't keep up. Or not. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys are both... You guys are both George Carlin. Okay. Popped <laughs> it up. I could have kept talking if you wanted to finish your popcorn. <laughs> George has a mouthful of biscuits. I do. I popcorn, you know. George, like all of our listeners, is eating popcorn in t- anticipation of who's going to win. Right. The right. This is a this is real popcorn movie for me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Curl up with a good who done it. Look, guys, it, look, you can have ice or popcorn. Those are the choices. That's it. Something's going to interrupt the show. God, are you a broadcaster or fucking what? <laughs> uh, so what did you choose, George? Did you choose neither? He, he doesn't matter. We both went with doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, now, people are going... <laughs> this is like the uh, the battle of the creeps here in some people's minds, because we've got Woody <laughs> Allen versus Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. What did you say? So it's a woodman or a child? What I <laughs> it's Woodman and, and the cause. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going Woody on this one. I'm switching. I'm going. Woody. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. There you go. I had to stand up for, uh, for the the history if I was being intellectually honest, but here's where here's where I leave him happily. Okay. All right, and Gilbert Godfrey versus George Carlin. George. Yeah. Come on, Carlin, all the way. Okay, so here we are, final round of the old conference. Woody Allen versus George Carlin. God, fuck you. George. <laughs> George. I'm going to say Woody. Ooh. Bing bong. I am a massive fan on, like, if there's my favorite entertainers in the world, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, yeah. Woody and George are both on there for sure. Yeah. And so, but if we're talking stand-ups, it's got to be George. So, okay. George Carlin. George Carlin George. is the winner of the old conference. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now the fucking championship Super Bowl. And no one blurred out your answer yet. Let's, let's, uh, you know, you know who, who I don't even got. remember who won the I other forget. one. I forget. I don't remember. I remember the, I remember the new conference. <laughs> Mr. George Carlin versus Mr. Dave Chappelle. All right, that's easy. That's easy. George. I said not to say it yet, you big. I fucking said it anyways. <laughs> It's a free country, last I checked. <laughs> Wait, is this America? It is. Supply closet. Wait, let me check a map. Yup, it's America. Yup. Yep. <laughs> let me check my wallet. Yep, got dollars in it. <laughs> Look, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Look, I'm not crying about a queen. Yeah. It must be America. George, it's you you tell me, is it George Carlin or Dave Chappelle? I'm gonna say Chappelle and put it on you, Damon. Okay, well, my answer is clear. I think Chappelle is going to have a Carlin-esque career eventually that will span over decades and everyone will go, that guy was, a f- was, was the best. But for now, George has the, has the career and you know the material and the delivery and all of it over Dave. So George Carlin is the best stand-up comedian of all time. Thank you. Thank you very Yay! much. <laughs> I, I will say this, Damon. I'm uh, I, I'm interested that I never I wouldn't uh, half your answers were extrapolating what would happen in the future, what their career would be like going down going forward. 
He's a thinker. I think he'll have a better. I think he'll have a better career going forward. What if he dies or he's just not funny anymore? <laughs> should Should I not have done that? I don't know. I, I I would never think of it that way. I'd think of the things they already done. I I like your. Uh, I would not have thought of that perspective ever. I was letting you down easy by saying okay. that Chappelle is a master, but not quite on the level of George. Okay. All right. So I don't know if my strategy uh, fulfilled anything for you, but as far as I'm concerned. I have my answer. I have my answer. He certainly asked enough questions. <laughs> 32, to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> nice math, George. Fuck. Not one, but two. Brackets. 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 And since we're still within my kibitz corner zone, I've got two more brackets for you. <laughs> wow, oh my God. Brackets. <laughs> These are up and coming comics that might be funny in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, the smart Alex of the playground. <laughs> this is a seven year old boy who has a, he does a chunk about jungle gyms. His name. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? <laughs> One of these jungle gyms. Who's ever burned themselves on a slide? <laughs> so you guys know that, of course, my tactic was to stretch that out as long as possible so I wouldn't have to go down to a little place that we like to call... Torture Chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Anguish. Anguish. Pain. Torture. That's right. My Gitmo bros have prepared some torture songs for me today. Yeah. And last week was episode 27, which was... I think George, George went, first. went first. Yeah, yeah, so that means... Wait, let's go over it. What? <laughs> well, no, George I had. Did go for, I did go Brittany Fox or Brittany Fox. Was that the name? Brittany Fox. Brittany Fox. That's right. The school. Yeah. The same. And I did. Was I in there? We were torturing Aaron. No, it was Aaron. We we're torturing, torturing Aaron. Me. Yeah. Oh, it was With Brittany Fox and the Fat Boys. Oh, the Fat Boys. Right. 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 Okay. So that means Aaron goes first this time, and I. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to set that up for you, lads. So let's get going here. Aaron, do you have anything to say about the, the torture before it begins? It's, it, it's a, this is a, a unique... I was emboldened by uh, Damon's strange choice with the uh, Blue Wrecking Crew. You know, like way off the beaten path, barely even a song. Is this a true... <laughs> could this possibly... I mean, it was so close to being Disco Duck that has <laughs> emboldened me. And, the, you know, figured that the rules are, was it on the charts? Did it, was it a release? Uh, and all of these things, all these boxes are checked. And not only that, but uh, can it be nominated for a uh, Grammy? Yes, it was. Um, Whoa. And this is a disturbing uh, uh, window into the mind of a uh, probably flat-topped middle-aged 1967 Republican sad sack father and it's called <laughs> an open letter to my teenage son <laughs> spoken word song what? 
performed by American DJ Victor Lundberg. Spoken word. Do you see a spoken word song? Yeah. So okay. like we got we got to we got to let it burn. You're going to notice that there's a man reading a letter, and in the background is the Battle Hymn of the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, and this is a fucking real thing. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna listen to his thoughts. He's had some a response to conversations. We infer that he's had some conversations with his son. Um, and this is him writing back to him in the form of a record that was played on the radio. <laughs> I was going to say this is released by a record company. This yeah, is and a- then there's a story. Let's okay. hear. Let's hear this. Let's hear the pomposity, and then I'll tell you. There's a, there's a funny bit of backstory. The most, the rest of it's just like, what the hell? Oh God! So, okay. It's a real thing. And let's I see listen. that it's, it is quite literally called an open letter to my teenage son. Yeah, that's why it's. Yeah, that's that's what it's called. That's not like the su- that's not like you know a grown man. Line. Yeah, per- yeah parentheses yeah. an open letter. To- it's just <laughs> an open letter to my. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's hear. I have I have a lot of questions. So let's yeah. hear a little. <laughs> All right, Lundberg. Is that was that the principal in the Breakfast Club or what am I thinking of? Is, yeah, right. Uh, someone uh, named Lundberg. No, no, that's I, I no, thought that, it was uh, in, office um, space. Office space. Office space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lundberg. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Or is that what's that? Yeah, called? boy. Do, boy, does this guy sound like a, a, a Victor Lundberg too? Um, <laughs> All right, Victor. Lundberg. And with with the with the gnarliest ending of anything ever, I'm going to say that now. So as he's okay. going, realize <laughs> that we're going to stop on the strangest dime that's ever been stepped on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, here we go. Victor Lumberg, an open letter to my teenage son. Okay. <laughs> Dear son, you ask my reaction to long hair or beards on young people. Some great men have worn long hair and beards. George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. If to you long hair or a beard is a symbol of independence, if you believe in your heart that the principles of this country, our heritage, is worthy of this display of pride that all men shall remain free, that free men at all times will not inflict their personal limitations of achievement on others, to demand your own rights as well as... This guy sounds like he's fun at parties. Yeah, a fucking hoot. Was he getting to a point, or is he just going to list all the things? People that have beards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like how he goes long hair, like George Washington, that fucking hippie. Well, that was a wig. It wasn't his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You said they were going to stop him. There's eight victors on a roll. Just let him go. Okay. They should have put a uh, like a beat behind this, like Jive Bunny and the Master Mixer. Has a beat? It's the snare drum, right? (laughs) The military drum. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so wait. Okay. So far, what has he said? He said. So he's saying. He's saying. Uh, he wants. He says. So he was having a conversation, and it clearly this is this is Vietnam time, yeah. and so uh, they clearly had had a conversation where where pops had been uh, uh, forced into a corner. He believed into having to say, but you have all these, you know, how could you be against the war and, and not blindly follow what your nation has decided for you? And don't, and don't start, uh, you know, raiding the wars. This is a good war. This is a bad war. All of them need to be fought by men like you to get the benefits that you have today here in this living room. They've had that conversation. Wait, who was and saying that? The dad was saying so that. The dad, yeah, the dad, the dad, in reaction to like that's the con- that's the purpose. That's what has lit the fire for this 
furious smash single. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this smash this this burning chart topper. <laughs> yeah. I number I've, one with a bullet. <laughs> I fucking hate these 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 guys. This guy's not even a boomer, I don't think, right? He was like probably no, older before than before then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the greatest gnarliest sentences is quietly gnarly is that don't blame uh, uh, don't blame others for your personal limitations of achievement. <laughs> You're gonna, say, you're gonna say it like you say it like a sergeant. Don't blame letters for your yeah. <laughs> limitations Jesus. of achievement. God, the the fucking li- layers of political shit we can get into with this with this giant yeah, yeah. gaping asshole. And Victor. there, and this is sixty seven. And there's, and in some in some uh, in some neighborhoods, this goes on still today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this man being fucking pride prideful. But to be a cunt is another thing altogether. Yeah. I'm prideful. So, I'm, I'm prideful. Yeah. I'm stubborn. I'm prideful. <laughs> so let's let's power through this. And and this is a fucking again a real thing that yeah. charted. And and uh, we're looking at four twenty two here. A dog. Yeah. That's a that's mm-hmm. quite a gift. And we, and we need to listen to the end because again, the uh, poison is at the bottom. All right. <laughs> here we go. As well as the rights of others, and be willing to fight for this right. You have my blessing. You ask that I not judge you merely as a teenager, to judge you on your own personal habits, abilities, and goals. This is a fair request, and I promise I will not judge any person only as a teenager if you will constantly remind yourself that some of my generation judges people by their race, their belief, or the color of their skin and that this is no more right than saying all teenagers are drunken dope addicts or glue sniffers. Drunken what? Yeah. <laughs> drunken, drunken dope addicts or glue sniffers. <laughs> I've only could have gotten Dragnet for this. Yeah, you know, what's his oh. face? Yeah, yeah I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine, yeah, Jack Webb. Jack but Webb, what it right. sounds like, what it sounds like exactly is Peter Graves or Leslie Nielsen. It sounds like exactly <laughs> like Leslie Nielsen to me. Yeah, the joke of that, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Teenage yeah, son, do you like gladiator movies? Exactly. <laughs> just, I'm waiting for the joke here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freely saying that if you ask me not to judge people for just merely being a teenager, understand uh, it's a fair request, but also remind, remember that people in my generation judge people by their race and their belief in color. <laughs> right. So I was thinking, I know yeah, what he's saying. He's not really yeah, making a like, great no, argument for no. his generation. Yeah. Fuck. Dope addicts, oh, dope addicts and glue sniffers. <laughs> And do you have any? <laughs> and like, and glue sniffing is just so beautiful. Like, glue it's the sniffers. great. It's like the fear of communism for them. Like at that time, like, yeah. it's like the, the gnarliest hop head would be like, I'm not fucking sniffing glue. What am I an exactly. asshole? <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking blow a hobo and steal some money for fucking smack. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking glue sniffers. So like, he drops that because like that's a catch-all for like the worst it can be. By, by the way, guys. Victor wrote these lyrics, this open letter to his son. I guess we'll call them lyrics. We'll call it a letter, whatever you want to call it. One hand with a pen, the other holding his fourth martini. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was he was drunk off his ass, given, you know, accusing so his son of being a glue sniffer. So there's so let's do a quick bit of uh, backstory on this. So this guy, uh, uh, Victor, is a uh, radio broadcaster. And uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> you can hear he's a real radio man. And... What happened was is that it's based on a letter that he wrote and then recorded just as a 
let's get it let's get it on tape and he got quote unquote such a reaction when they played it for uh, a guy over the phone another dj they played this record over the phone <laughs> and 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 it, and they're like oh we got to do something with this we got to do something about this so uh it uh it entered into the charts uh at uh number 84 uh and then proceeded to hop up the charts into the top 10 in just three weeks, making it one of the dozen or so fastest uh, climbing records in the Hot 100 at that point, as well as one of the shortest lived top 10 presidents, seeing as it spent a total of only six weeks on the chart and fell off. But it sold a million copies. One million. One million. How did now, anyone have the time to listen to this? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and in what setting? Left. And in what setting did they listen? Right. You say you're, hey, son, here's what I wanted to say to you. Just listen to this record. Now sit like down. Maybe, maybe, instead of having a conversation. And, and unsurprisingly, there was... <laughs> so this was released in, in, in November, right? And by the third week of November, almost at the end of its charts uh, success, five different response records were made. <laughs> <laughs> from hippies or from who? From, no, from teenage sons. Okay, from, from glue sniffers. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, I like glue. <laughs> And like, yeah. letter from a glue sniffer, and and, and like and and the Love three you, that I listened to, the three that I listened to, the first two are very sweet. It sounds like, um, it sounds like the actor like Richard Benjamin is reading it, like it's that kind of voice, that sort of mincy kind of voice, <laughs> just enough oh. to like enrage oh. Victor Lundberg. But the third one that I listened to, which is called "Hi Dad," is totally cheeky, and it's him. Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't talked in a while. Thank God I caught you on the radio, though. <laughs> Strange that rather than write me a letter, <laughs> you made a record, and good luck that I heard it. <laughs> Boy, your voice is something else, Dad. You really are a broadcaster. <laughs> and, but all of it's the same sort of breakdown of like, you know, uh, it's too bad we can't see eye to eye, but the other ones that are more serious take him sort of to task and and say, you know, I have to have my freedom, and you say that I should be be free, but, you know, he goes. He, he says. The son says. Well, you know, you say that I I have a choice and a voice in my government. But hey, guess what? I'm not old enough to vote. But I can be. I can be murdered in a war that I'm not interested in. Yeah. So I don't really have a fucking say. Uh, and uh, so there's that, Dad. Uh, and so it's it's stuff like that. And you can imagine all proper responses to this fucking uh, blowhard. <laughs> and uh, one of the things there, there's one uh, a sentence that was written uh, about it. Was in the in the. Uh, by the way, the the B side was my buddy Carl about his friend Carl. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a closeted homosexual. I know. Oh it. my god, I know he it. is absolutely. But the, <laughs> one this 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 article came out in January of '68. People were still pissed about it. And this guy William Zisner wrote in Life Magazine an op-ed about this called The Pitfalls of Pop's Pompous Pop-Off. <laughs> Fuck you, Zisner. <laughs> He's just talking shit about this lunatic. Uh, and, then, and then Victor wrote an open letter to Zisner. <laughs> Zisner. <laughs> recorded as a single. To the pompous pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with more than a few uh, uh, anti-Semitic remarks, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking okay. asshole. Yeah, so, uh, so let's listen to some more of this lunatic. Uh, yeah, and uh, like, let's Jesus. just burn through it. And then, again, there, there are two things that happen right at the end that are astonishing. Uh, the, the fucking our mind blowers. Let's just okay. listen. Okay. I real quick point I'd like to make it based on the timeline that you described when it was released. How many drunken old dickheads like Victor Lundberg sat their kids down at Thanksgiving dinner 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, timing and, is everything. You guys got to hear this. This is it says exactly <laughs> what I feel about your generation. The kids are like, God, get me the fuck out of here. One million dads. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking the opposite. A dad just shamefully sort of looks down and hands it to his son, like, "Here, listen to this." He doesn't want to face him. Just here, here. Yeah, yeah. Rather than work up the courage or understand, yeah. like, right. yeah, how to communicate. I mean, it's a bit of a tall order for a limited mind in 1967. You know, they were they grew up in the fucking 50s and been beat up by their dads. You know, into having no emotion. Da 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 da. But fucking still. I don't know. There's a lot of guys who were went through all that shit and they were good dads. And they weren't and still great, yeah. like this guy. Who like would read a, read a book from time to time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and don't be so fucking defensive about America. America's good, dude. Doesn't need your fucking weird ass fucking <laughs> jumping around like a fucking pit bull. You're an asshole. All right, let's keep going with Victor here. Okay. If you will judge every human being on his own individual potential. I will do the same. You ask me if God is dead. This is a... If God is dead? Yeah, yeah. if God is dead. This is a hell of a conversation these two are having. Yeah. yeah. One, one of them's hopped up on martinis, the other one's on glue. Well, no, glue. There's, there's no Talking about back. the existence of it's God. Just, it's one-sided conversation. <laughs> no one's talking he has a bullet points. <laughs> George Washington. Fairy. Glue. Glue. War. Long hair. <laughs> the Lord. fucking monster this guy is (laughs) good god all right here we go was 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 uh his son's name chad i'm trying to think of like what was the the name of a kid in 1967 chad maybe like billy yeah that's that's years of billy and tommy that's (laughs) yeah scooter Yeah. yeah All right, Victor, here we go. This is a question each individual must answer within himself. With a warm summer day, with all its brightness, all its You're getting poetic here. It's like he smoked some reefer or something. (laughs) Dad, you want to get back to the point? Because I was already having a hard time following you. Someone someone close up that bag. That glue's getting to me. (laughs) (laughs) There's glue in this. I got a contact eye from that glue. (laughs) Hey, Walden Pond, you want to focus up on <laughs> Don't get fancy, <laughs> drill sergeant. Hey, road not taken. Let's let's get let's get this over with. <laughs> All right, here we go. And all its exhilarating breathiness just happened. Gay. God is <laughs> yeah, so he's saying, "Are you sh- are you shitting me? You think that Gay. God is dead? Like, look at the look at this 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 beautiful uh, warm wind. You think that just happened? Well, Dad, yeah. are you coming out or <laughs> what are you doing? what's going on? You know, we can't date, right? <laughs> Oh, dad, oh. You're attra- dad, you're attracted. You're attracted to Mr. Howell next door. It's not a big deal. <laughs> dad, you and Carl. Yeah, my buddy Carl, by the way. Yeah, Carl we get Howell it. Yeah, my, my buddy Carl was a confession as well. <laughs> We're more than buddies. <laughs> oh, stolen moments in the garage over a soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> God is a guide and not a stormtrooper. Realize that many of the past and present generation, because of a well-intentioned but unjustifiable misconception, 
have attempted to legislate morality. This created part of the basis for your generation's need to rebel against our society. Do you guys remember being in like what? elementary school and you would have to watch like film strips or just yeah. like instructional films and stuff? I feel like I don't know if I've heard this before, but I I promise you I've I've heard something like this on a on a film strip yeah. or something. Right. And there's there's like just shots of American flags and and you know <laughs> they, they try to indoctrinate us with oh. this shit as well. And it's like Jesus. Oh yeah, no, we weren't buying it. You yeah, just no, took me is... back, Damon, to that time and because you, you really dated us, all of us, by saying film strip. Yeah, That's right. what they said. <laughs> We're going to see a film strip today. Yeah. And they set up the projector, and it was always not a film, a film strip. <laughs> yeah. It was and just it was still a images, pretty right? aged one that yeah. would occasionally go... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there was one kid in the class that knew how to thread the film through the thing. <laughs> right. Teacher's like, fucking thank God for this break, these fucking monsters. Exactly right. We're gonna put see my a head film down. strip today, and I'm gonna go put my head down in the back. <laughs> Work off last night's Seagrams. What's, what's Mr. What's Mr. Melton doing? Just be quiet. The film strip's on. <laughs> Got any glue? <laughs> so let's go. Let's burn through this. Scene. All right, come on. Okay. Okay. With this knowledge, perhaps your children will never ask: Is God dead? Oh, he's I still think- on God. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think much of mankind as attempting to work him to death. You ask my opinion of draft card burners. Uh I would answer... Of draft card burners? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a real bugaboo for uh, Vic. I'm guessing it's not much more than the glue sniffers. (laughs) No, he's not jazzed about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to file them in the same cabinet as the glue sniffers. So he says, you're asking my, my, my opinion of draft card burners. And you Actually, have, I didn't, yeah, yeah. Dad. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, you, no, I didn't. Yeah, you brought that up yourself, Dad. Could we? Who? No. <laughs> All past wars have been dirty, unfair, immoral, bloody, and second-guessed. However, history has shown most of them necessary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So basically, Dad, you want me to just like strap on the helmet and head over to Vietnam. That's what you're saying? Just do it. Yeah, yeah. just do it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, <a> fucking <laughs> asshole. If you doubt that our free enterprise system in the United States is worth protecting, if you doubt the principles upon which this country was founded, that we remain free to choose our religion, our individual endeavors, our... And choose maybe not to go to war? I mean, yeah. we're... Dude, can we can we get some consistency here, Vic? Because uh, you, you're talking out of both sides of your asshole. Yeah, and by the way, some of them boys over there in uh, Vietnam uh, aren't even fighting. So wh- what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, Vic? <laughs> Pops, hustling me out the door. Here's a potato salad. Here's a gun. Peace out. Here's <laughs> our method of government. If you doubt that each free individual in this great country should reap awards commensurate only with his own efforts, then it's doubtful you belong here. So what, he has to leave so if, the yeah, U.S.? Saying if, yeah, if you don't think that's worth dying for, you don't belong here. Love and it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, he's gearing up to my big ending here with this You don't maybe you don't belong here is how he starts that light <laughs> bit of conversation. Okay. <laughs> Roundabout way of getting there. <laughs> and you know, with anybody in, in in a conversation loosely says commensurate, you, you're you're just already already exhausted. Like, oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Shut the, the fuck up. Speak. I'm another martini. Yeah, this is. There have been past episodes where I felt like we were being lectured. I believe Don Henley 
All yep. she wants to do is dance was one of them. There's a couple other ones where I, I was railing against them lecturing. This guy takes the fucking cake. We're man. actually oh, yeah. being lectured. Yeah, it's an actual lecture. <laughs> this is not, there's nothing creative about this. It's yeah. a lecture. This is a lecture. Yeah, a, a chart middling lecture. <laughs> Maybe if they brought in Cooch, they, they, they would have like softened this up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe put a Dobro in there, bro. <laughs> I was, thinking, I was thinking of a mashup. Just play this, and then in the background, every generation blames the one before. <laughs> mashup with this. All right, we're, we're heading on down here. Now, he's getting hot now, so let's ride out with him. Yes, he's getting hot. what I think about guys who burn the draft cards. <laughs> Glue. <Every> sniffer. <laughs> All right, here we go. If you doubt that people to govern us should be selected by their desire to allow us to strive for any goal we feel capable of attaining, then it's doubtful you should participate in their selection. If you are not grateful to a country that gave your father the opportunity to work for his family to give you the things you've had, and you do not feel pride enough to fight for your right to continue in this manner, then I assume the blame for your <laughs> failure to recognize the true value of our birthright. Now, I would remind you that your mother will love you no matter what you do. Because she's an idiot. No, no, she will not tell now. you otherwise. Yeah. What's the other? What's the other thing? What's the other reason she's going to feel that way, George? Let, let's spin it and find out. Yeah, yeah. Because she is a woman. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> And she doesn't think the same way you and I do. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she only uses a small part. You know this. The cleaning supplies have affected her ability to think. <laughs> Maybe it's all the pot roast, son. I don't know. She thinks I like it. It's all those hairpins in her head. It's too tight in her head. She can't think. <laughs> all right. She's a woman. All right. And I love you too, son. But I also love our country. And the principles for which we stand. <laughs> and if you decide to burn your draft card, <laughs> then burn your birth certificate at the same time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I'd be like, Listen, all right. Here it is. Last sentence. Okay. Sorry, Aaron. I keep cutting it off, but this guy's such a dickhead. Here we go. That moment on, I have no son. <laughs> it feels like you should end with the gunshot. I'm sorry I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> God bless America. If only if I'd been producing this session, I would have had the the chorus of singers go, "He has no son." <laughs> oh my God, this guy's such a prick. Yeah, the worst. Victor dude. Lumberg. I hope you're in a deep, dark grave somewhere, you fucking asshole. So, so Aaron, he isn't. This is was that the ending? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so this this isn't a character. This is a person. He's not. Doing no. This a, is a real thing. Not no, it's say not a bit, bit. But you know. No. 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 This is the product of uh, what Eisenhower uh, and uh, and and uh, indoctrination for years about the the evils of communism and uh, propagandized. How, yeah, and how every single complex. word, every single word in the Bible is like legitimately how it happened, as opposed to a series of parables about be a good guy, don't be an asshole. <laughs> I'd be really curious to know. All right, let's say let's let's do the math on this. What is Victor 
old enough to have fought in like World War II or Korea or something. Is that the, did he yeah, mention? Sixty-seven. Yeah, he would be. He would be in his. He'd probably be in his mid forties at this point. Because how things. Were Victor Junior is probably point. like seventeen, right? Yeah, he's seventeen. Yeah. Not an old enough to vote yet, uh, but old enough to get into Nizam. It's, it's kind of a glaring omission that he didn't talk about his own quote service. I'm, I'm, I'd be really curious to know what you this, do, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. seriously, like you can't lecture me about going off to war if you never did it, you prick. Yeah, he would have said. Be- believe me, he would have said. Yeah. I didn't want to go either. I son. fought the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I killed sure. Krauts for you and your mother. Yes, exactly. Sure, I played Canasta most of the time, stationed in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> Nevertheless, I was ready. I was guarding Juno. <laughs> Safe as hell, son. <laughs> this, so, Aaron, do you have any other, like, what happened to Victor after this, or did he just... No, no, of- I, I, I was interested enough to listen to the uh, response records, because I wanted to see if they were serious, uh, and, and what they... Because this guy's dead serious. And, and, and the response records, as I say, the, 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 of the three... Two were very sort of like being defensive about his rights. It's like, well, you know, you, you say I have a right, not everything I mentioned before. But then that third one uh, was taking the piss a bit. But it's still at the same time, it was also a response. Like going, fuck you, old man. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, if you really fucking care, like if, if you say that if I burn my, if I, if I voice my concern about this, which is, by the way, a real big American right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to not agree with my fucking government if I don't want to, if I don't fucking believe it. And then if you say you have no son, if I use my American rights, what the fuck are we talking about? And you don't really know what love is. Yeah. That's, You're a that, lunatic. That's a good point because I was going to say, like, we all know what dickheads teenagers can be. Of course. I was one. I'm yeah. assuming you guys were. Yeah, um, so fucking assholes. Yeah. In fact, Aaron and I were just joking via, via text about this, uh, an incident we had Aaron had witnessed <laughs> spouting <laughs> off to my dad. But uh, it, we, I was a dickhead. And we all were. But... That doesn't mean that you, you're supposed to be the bigger man and supposed to be the kind of wise one and, and you know listen to your son and see what he has to say. And you may, don't necessarily have to agree with it, but you don't fucking start lecturing him. You know, especially if your son's not a fucking criminal. Like, he's, he's just growing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it sounds to me like, uh, Damon, it's somebody you need a record made made for him, and him <laughs> from his father. And he's a little upset he didn't get one. <laughs> An open letter to my smart-ass son, Damon. <laughs> So you're it's out called, trying to get that boom. Go fuck yourself, son, is the name of my <laughs> My dad hipped me to glue. <laughs> That's what fathers are supposed Here, to do. Here, take this. <laughs> it smells like glue. It is glue. <laughs> So that's it, man. I, it's just if wow. I, like the, the the last two sentences. <laughs> your mother's always going to love you. <laughs> She's a woman. <laughs> and whereas I, <laughs> if you burn your graph card, if you continue to disagree with me on any of these points, I have no son. I burn, your birth, you burn your birth certificate. It's not that you don't even exist. Not that I just don't have a son anymore. <laughs> Sorry. There has to be a follow up. Someone must have followed up on like who Victor's son was, Billy or whatever. Like, right. what happened to him? Did Victor ever, you know, regret making this idiotic record? I'd, I'd be really curious to know where where this landed a few years later. 
Yeah, well. Or I'll, did uh, Billy go, I guess you're right, Dad. See ya, going to Vietnam. And then he got his head blown off. And <laughs> Victor's yeah. like, my son Or died. he said he's going to Nam, but he go, he went to fucking Milan instead and, and, and bedded a couple leggy supermodels and said, fuck off, Dad. I'll <laughs> get back to you in the 80s. Yeah, Because those were the two options back then. You, right, that was it. Milan, yeah. Vietnam. Right, was it. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Racquetball in Vietnam in Milan. Canada? No, Milan. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that boy, that guy gets my blood boiling. Fuck you, Victor. Yeah, I, I really hope you died a painful death, you fuckhead. Because you you represent a, a, a shit, a really shitty attitude and generation that that a lot of us were continue to deal with right now. Yeah. So yeah. eat Carl's dick, you fuck nut. <laughs> Anyways, there you go. There you have it. Thank you for that. Now I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> so George, do you have any? Do you have any uh, little tidbits for us before the torture continues? Get ready to feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damon, I also was inspired by your choice last week, and I thought. What other collaborations were fucking horrible? <laughs> Uh-oh. This is a horrible uh, vein that you've opened. So, uh, you know, just just let it spin. Um, uh, and, and we'll, we'll, I'll answer questions about if you don't, you'll recognize one part of it right away and maybe not the other, but let it spin. Okay. Off we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, this was. <laughs> I can identify this. This is you know six disc you know ever loving minutes of this bad boy. So it's it's Puff Daddy from the Godzilla soundtrack, right? And then yes, and is. then Jimmy Page had to sort of, you know, glom on, and you know, a, probably a straight line from from uh, Aerosmith and the Beach Boys and those two shitty rap right to this, right? Yeah, yes, and this is this is called "Come with Me," and. <laughs> Oh, it's come with me right from the Godzilla yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, they, they, uh, and, and you'll see that I, I don't know how that you fuck up this this groove, that you fuck it up, this monster <laughs> groove, how you fuck this up. And somehow he thought, well, I have a better idea of how to do this than Robert Plant did it. <laughs> or like, or like, I mean, I mean, it is a stone groove that would have been a delightful place, frankly, to hear someone do some uh, dex, dexterity laden raps. Yes. And yes. in the hands of... A non-rapper, frankly non-performer, zero charisma delivery. Exactly. Of <laughs> yep. Puff Daddy is brutally. It's like uh, there's just nothing. It sounds like this should be menacing, and he is like to coin something that used to be said to Mark Gordonson is that he was like a teddy bear, only less threatening. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. Well, I will say this: just just wait till the middle. If you think his rapping's bad, wait till you hear his singing. <laughs> But the oh, fact great. is, is I that uh, Mark Gordonson was uh, Mark Gordonson was very threatening sexually. Yeah, you heard me, Mark. You heard tell. <laughs> uh, Anyways, roll. off, Daddy. Okay, featuring Jimmy Page. Oh, and there's a, it's a lyric video too. This ought to be ought to be. Yeah, fun. there's some good ones in there. Even he's not even creative at that. Are they in Spanish, George? No. Oh, okay. I don't believe so. Yo quiero Godzilla. <laughs> I don't believe so. No me gusta Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Grande Lizardo. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got uh, oh, six minutes. All right. <laughs> this 
speaking of stolen valor. He, he, he's just saying, uh-huh. That's all he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were talking about, the, you know, the stolen valor of using a, the, the term rock star when you haven't yeah. earned it. These guys, too, like, you you could make the same argument about Vanilla Ice. And, you know, if you... I actually love sampling when they take a little chunk of something and then they make it into something else. That's awesome. I love that. It's really clever right. and cool. But no. when you just take lift an entire riff that somebody already established and wrote, by the way, composed... And then you just start doing your shitty rap over it. To this me, it doesn't count. It's just a song. It's just cashmere. Yeah, there's, just, nothing, yeah, right. there's nothing else in it. <laughs> yeah. There's no, this, this just cashmere with him doing new lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's As if it needed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are just bad lyrics. It's terrible. It, it just—I I had no idea what this guy's rapping was like. Um, is he known for just being a, a, a no, mediocre, it, like tepid a, rapper? As a as a rapper, he's a great manager. He's a he's a <laughs> businessman. He's not a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> a, yeah but he like started his career. Yeah, he was always he's a manager. Like, yeah, he was a producer and yeah. and and talent finder. Yeah, uh, and for a time, could do well. He could do plenty of wrong, but but he just had a lot of. <laughs> he was involved with a lot of hits. But you get like Biggie Smalls on one end of the spectrum that yeah. he found and was responsible for putting on the planet uh, uh, from a global perspective. Good on you. I would have loved to have heard Biggie Smalls rapping over this. It would have been amazing. <laughs> Anyone but, but, but Puffy. Well, a rapper would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Not a rapper, A manager, for an A&R guy. <laughs> but like, you remember when Howard Stern did that fucking song um, on his soundtrack where because he can't sing... He, he he whispers bizarrely, and they just hyped up the fucking microphone. Oh, yeah. Rob Zombie, I'm a tortured yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he just bizarrely whispers when his whole thing is about having a loud. Whatever, it's fucking retarded. <laughs> but, well, Puff Puff gets into this. He gets very passionate. Well, well he's got him. that same effect on his voice, which is that. But kind like of that, radio I mean, it's almost that kind of thing where like you have you have that buzz filter, fuzzy filter on there. Yeah, it's a shit to, filter to mask that there is no <laughs> there's no depth to his voice. No, yeah, fucking whatever. He did just say bad rap, so he's yeah. right about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who listened to this? Who bought what, what, this? Was this every, a hit? Everyone. It was fucking 1998. It was the top. It was it was top five in every fucking country. And sold a million copies. And by the way, guess who else is responsible for this crap? Tom Morello produced this and played bass on it. Oh. I don't have to talk with Tom. (laughs) Uh, Rage against your choice. (laughs) (laughs) And do you love that? Do you love that? So here's the whatever you're going to call it, chorus or whatever. And all all he can do is say, come with me over and over. What does that mean? And what right. does that have to do with fucking he's, telling every, he's saying yeah. he's spending yeah, he's spending a bunch of time saying fuck all the haters and fuck yeah. the people who fucking doubt me. Da 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 da. Come but come with me. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 like, what about Godzilla? I don't Yeah, what's Godzilla got to do with it? I don't know. I that's, I don't get it. I don't understand anything about it. At least there's nothing mediocre about Godzilla, you know what I mean? He's coming, he's fucking on it. Yeah. 
I would have preferred if Godzilla rapped over this. Ollie know, uh, <laughs> Godzilla knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Was this like the rough draft that he just left on here? I don't know. It's just it's so <laughs> stupid. The words that mean nothing. They're just <laughs> rhyme, and that's it. There's getting emotive and 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 powerful, and where but it just sounds like he is. There's like a bee in his car, <laughs> and all the windows are up. <laughs> right. like, where the fuck is it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> like there's no depth to it. Get the <laughs> fuck away from me! Don't play with me! I'm a bee, and I want you out of my car. <laughs> 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 what you just did, Georgie? Yeah. yeah. Way better. Yeah, way yeah, better. It was. <laughs> um, but back to my earlier question. Um, seriously, like, would anyone go back and admit that they bought this and liked it? Because I, I, no one cares about this song anymore, it, right? It, no, it doesn't have a fucking the, life. In the comments of the YouTube, uh, like, you guys have read them. I'm sure you've done this yourself. It, there's all kinds of comments of, I remember this. This is a jam and I love it. And people even, by the way, they performed this two times live together. Once on Saturday Night Live, in the comments I read, said how great they thought that Diddy was holding his own, or sorry, Puff Daddy at the time, was holding his own with a legend like Jimmy Page. I wish that Matthew Broderick, the star of the movie, had been rapping here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was the, in the, the movie. soul explosion. Right? Yeah, he was that. the lead in, in this in this particular I Godzilla. I did not know that. Let's hear more because it's going to get worse. You guys aren't going to believe how bad this is going to get in a minute. This is the good part. I'm telling you. <laughs> it is coming up. Just just let it roll. What is going? Oh no, he's about just, to sing. Just, just let it go. Holy shit! <laughs> just take it. Close my eyes. <laughs> and I see, you. see, is that him? Yes. It's not Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> is he singing to Godzilla? I don't know. <laughs> Who is, why do this? Just, What's going on? Yeah, you don't have time to have like a, a, a delicate part of the song, uh, especially when you can't sing. And when Godzilla's on the loose. Yeah, right. right. Just don't, just don't we don't have time for this, Puff. <laughs> <laughs> don't get your magic dragon. There's a lizard here. He's in the middle of doing this dopey thing, and then he looks back at me. He goes, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing this fucking <laughs> limp-ass part. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, Godzilla's doing the little the shush finger over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him I'm here. <laughs> We're friends. It's funny. <laughs> Whoa. 
what what what's it's happening? Unbelievable. He's dropping a minute and a half on this section here. Where he's <laughs> he's mumbling. By the way, he's crying tears of sorrow. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in other words, he's not laughing hysterically, <laughs> like he's at a Don Rickles concert. He's crying tears of sorrow because he's at a Godzilla concert. <laughs> <laughs> Was that him? And this is a serious question. Was that him trying to be like a Kurt Cobain kind of angsty, you know, a grunge section? Yeah, I, yeah. I, and they're and they're thinking that like, won't people be fucking stunned that Puffy is going to sing this part and that it's that it's so that he's opening his soul, his very soul. That's what they said in some of the comments about his live performance of this, which looked canned to me. They're like, congratulations, good on Puff for, you know, singing it live. And I'm like, he's not singing this. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck that commenter. Fuck Puffy. Yeah. Fuck Tom Morello. This is, this is an example of, of, of just someone that at this time could do no wrong and could call up Jimmy Page and go, yeah, let's do this. And I also think, looking at the timeline of this, that this was this period of time where... Um, you know, in 93, he had, he had made the record with Coverdale. And I think all of this was to it, try to antagonize Plant into doing something with him, which they right. finally did. And they got nominated for, I forget what it was called. It was called like the Last Train to Clarksville or, <laughs> what, what, no, it was called, uh, here, I got it. Walking Godzilla into, 2? No, Walking into <laughs> Clarksdale, which I didn't know they had done together a little bit after this. And they won a Grammy right. for it. But I think he was just trying to antagonize him into doing things with him because he, I think Jimmy was lost. It was that time when he had that, you know, his hair looked like shoe polish, black hair. He hadn't embraced the gray yet. And yeah. it was just sad. And that record with Coverdale was in 93. And it was just a sad time for Jimmy. And it, so I, I, I don't know. That, but that, that was my take on this is that that's what he was, he was trying right. to get, you know, because the Coverdale thing was clearly a thing to go, well, I'll get a guy that that's, uh, imitates you. So anyway, let, let's let's just get back to the song though. <laughs> okay. Puffy's sad. Okay, stop right there. Did, did, did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck my enemies, fuck, fuck enemies. my foes. Fuck these hoes, they're stepping on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. He just. What does that have to do with Godzilla? If, if Godzilla stepped on your toes, <laughs> fuck my enemies, fuck my hoes, fuck my fuck my foes, fuck these hoes. They're stepping on my toes. That sounds like it's supposed to be funny. It isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's not. What? It's just like he's rhyming words that just whatever they are, it doesn't matter. Yeah, rhyming dictionary. Why would that even? You don't even need one for that. It's ho fo tone. You don't need one. It's like fee fi fo fum. It's it's, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I just don't understand what that has to do with Godzilla or Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Do you guys think that uh, this was uh, a sample of John Bonham, the the drum sound? No, I think well the whole thing, the whole thing that um, that Jimmy apparently thought was genius about Diddy was he decided to put an orchestra. But we're going to put an orchestra with There was this. already an orchestra in this song, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he wanted to put another one on it. So, because Jimmy told, and I got to read you this quote because it's. Yeah, there's there's famously a very large string section in yeah, Cashmere. Right. Maybe not, maybe not, but not an orchestra because there's an orchestra yeah. in the video. So, right. um, he said that, so they were talking music, I guess, when they were recording this. And, you know, I'll Jimmy bet you loved, they weren't. And, and here, here, here was the discussion. 
Um, Paige said, you know, this is in, uh, maybe we should change the key for you. Um, I, I play it in open tuning D and maybe we want to, we, maybe you want to go to an E. And then Diddy response, which, which Paige thought was hilarious was, quote, I don't know nothing about no D's or no E's. <laughs> That's what I just said is that I bet you they weren't talking music and yeah. I was proven right twice. Yeah, but guess what? No rappers know about D's and E's because they don't have to sing in a key. They just rap. Like, why would Paige suggest that in the first place? Why would you have to change the key if he's just going to rap over it? What's going on? Well, maybe he's trying to help that midsection part, you know, where he was singing. He heard how much trouble he was having with that part. Although, why would he go up? I think that that Paige had maybe uh, gotten re-stung by the brown hornet again and was confused on smack. Yeah. Didn't know what he was doing. Re-stung by the brown hornet. I've never heard it put that way. I know what you meant, and now I do. Not Mr. Brownstone. Re-stung by the brown hornet. Because he'd gotten clean, you know. Yeah, I got it. Anyways. Oh, okay, damn, well, there, there's song. about, there's no, no, whatever left is left, Damon. It's about two minutes of him just going, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, come to me. There might be one more verse. I'm putting a verse in quotes. But go ahead, roll it some more. This, But real quick, this might be more annoying for a very specific reason than uh, Wipeout by the Fat Boys oh. and the Beach Boys. Because the Fat Boys and the Beach Boys were trying to have fun. They didn't right. have fun. No one had fun listening to that. But at least they were t- attempting to have fun. Right. These guys... These guys are so, like, gloomy, but for no reason. Like, it has nothing to do with Godzilla. His lyrics suck. The whole thing is just a, a disaster. And and Paige is in on it. Like, he's he's signing off on this garbage. It's, I like to a- imagine that they did this song completely independent of the film. And then somewhere in the mixing, <laughs> Sean, Sean Combs looks up at the, uh, at the guy mixing it. And you, you thinking what I'm thinking? Here's what? <laughs> I think this song is about Godzilla. Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about a lizard. Right, the, the hoes and toes and foes. Sure. Yeah, that makes, clearly. Yeah, that makes, he's a gangster. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's good, Sean. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Sure. Not even halfway done. Nope. Take your hands off me. I think he just said something about Sandy Duncan. <laughs> She's only got one eye. It makes me cry. <laughs> I want to fly. I neglect you. Don't mean to disrespect you. Can't you see? I love you dearly and not sincerely. But you annoy me. You can't avoid me. I'm here to stay forever and ever in a day that's never. I can't let you. This. I think I could rap better than this. You can. I know that you can. <laughs> Makes me yearn for the uh, the intricate stylings of uh, the boys' uh, fat. Of the boys of fat, exactly. <laughs> yeah. At least they were having fun, like you said. And they said as much, too. We're having a blast at the beach. Beach balls, <laughs> there's pizza. You know, yeah, surfboards, <laughs> come on. <laughs> we got a water weenie. <laughs> <laughs> and did I say there was pizza and cheeseburgers? <laughs> Did you hear me say, I want to fight you, I'll fucking bite you? Yeah, I, I think that's the Godzilla line. 
Oh, because Godzilla eats people. He, he I eats okay. people, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so he's so he's Godzilla in this. I now guess. he's Godzilla in this narrative. Okay, at least there's a concept there, Damon. Thank you. All right. Well, yeah. If we look back, think back to these lyrics. I guess all the hose stuff wouldn't make sense. But is he now <laughs> singing from the from the perspective of Godzilla? I don't. I don't know. You're in he's calling Godzilla a hoe. <laughs> Maybe he has hose, but the biting makes sense now. I didn't get that, but thanks, Damon, for straightening that out. <laughs> My name's Godzilla, and I'm here to say. <laughs> uh... I don't know if I can take another two and a half minutes of this. You know what needs new lyrics? Cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, George, is there any, because there's the, the breakdown was important to hear. We needed to hear him yeah, doing he, his, his puff Cobain. He gets, he gets pretty, uh, he gets pretty intense here. Let, let's hear the, I think, I think there's an intense, more intensity coming, but just wow. giving me a little bit longer. All right. Good. Amp it up here. When does that part happen? I don't know. I thought it was coming, but I guess it's not. He's just going to go, hey, come with me. Don't be afraid, I guess. I, I... Yeah. I mean. Don't be afraid. He's just been telling everybody to fucking, that he's going to fight and bite him and he hates your hose. <laughs> don't be afraid. Get your thoughts together, fucking puff yeah. daddy. This is an example of a guy that could do no wrong at the time and no one would tell him no, including Jimmy Page. Yeah. You could just do whatever he wanted, and, and he did it. And, and it was just the wrong message sent because it sold millions of copies and was number one everywhere. So, great. <laughs> if you bought this back in the day and continue to enjoy this on a regular basis, please write to us at earandloathing.com. <laughs> I really want to know who you are and what your, what your justification for this is because uh. – <laughs> I, I, I I don't get who would like this then, who who would like this now, and you know, because like you said, George, there's comments under the video, yeah, within the last couple of weeks saying, "Oh, this is great," or it's either I remember this from back in the day, or I'm 16 and I love this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Page is a fuck? badass, and so's so's Puff, right? God, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just so uh, stupid. Yeah, it's um, it's just very misguided. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I want to go and make a comment and say, no Raymond Burr, no Godzilla. No thanks. I'm not interested. No, thank you. No thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. No Burr, no lizard. No Burr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. No well, Raymond so- Burr, see the flying fur. I don't care what you said to her. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's a, there's a rich mind to to, <laughs> to be uh, yeah. So there you go with there you go with come with me. We you know I'm proud of us. We got through four minutes of that. That's a that's an accomplishment. Yeah. In and itself. I will say this too as a corollary that um which is a big word that should have been in that record that Aaron played. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and as a corollary, your mother will disown you too. <laughs> I'm going to direct your mother to disown you as well. <laughs> I will throw her out of the house into the street and she'll be eaten by a large lizard. 
<laughs> that's oh, the world. George pulls it all together. Yeah, that's a broadcaster for you right there. Boy, there he is. Oh. Now come with me down to the recruiter's office. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'm George White. This is Damon. This is Aaron. We're in loathing. Thank you. That's the mic drop. Come with me down to the recruiter's office. <laughs> all right. Well... I was now, gonna say that the, oh, uh, the yeah, other yeah. thing on this soundtrack that pisses me off—I don't know if it pisses you guys off—but also on this soundtrack is the Wallflowers doing Heroes, which pisses me off. Yeah, that was a bad version. <laughs> don't no that, one should do Heroes. No one. <laughs> I liked the Wallflowers back then. Those first couple album or that first mm-hmm. album they did with some great songs on it, and I thought, okay, this could be interesting. I like Heroes, of course. Who doesn't? Yeah. Let's see how this works. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I found that very offensive as a cover. It's was, it was also on this record. So yeah. anyway, was, that's, was, that's, yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. It looks like your pal Damon is in the hot seat now. Yeah. I had, I had some really, really awful contributions <laughs> to my pain this week. <laughs> and we had Victor Lundberg with... <laughs> Lundberg? My <laughs> That's a good joke. That's not someone's name. My son is a glue sniffing hippie commie. <laughs> whose mother loves him. Who's gonna sleep in his car if he doesn't <laughs> sign up with Uncle Sam. And we've got Puff Daddy with Come With Me, Godzilla, Jimmy Page, who gives a fuck? They're both pretty bad, you guys. I mean yeah, yeah and, and I like the, the connection, George, between last week, which was you know, rock band <laughs> trying right. to connect with rap and be and sound, you know, kind of hip. And it's just a disaster, you know. And I thought about it and still the thing with LL Cool J and Brad Paisley's words because <laughs> it's original. <laughs> this song is is caused more destruction than, than Godzilla stepping on Tokyo. Yeah, actual Godzilla. <laughs> um. And I hate I hate uh, Puff Daddy now even more than I ever did. I just like it's just guys like Victor Lundberg ruined America. Now I yeah, know I'm still Victor, angry at him. Yeah, Victor <laughs> thinks that that his son and guys like him ruined America, but it's actually the opposite. Like dickheads like Victor Lundberg led to a lot of the shit that's going on right now. Yeah. And so just. That now, Puff Daddy probably reached more ears with this stuff. I imagine. Oh yes, <laughs> but uh, I I'm in such a, a state right now of of anger at a lot of people who I you know coexist with. Let's put it that way. In my <laughs> in my world, in my country, in my life. So uh, Victor's going to take it this week. Oh, sorry, yeah! sorry, Puff. <laughs> Damn. That Damn was it. awful, George. Don't get me wrong. Thank but, you. Uh, Thank you. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> But I think uh, Aaron takes it this week. The winner takes it all. I'm without words. <laughs> and this is like we're we're back to like that that feeling of like why do I subject myself to this week after week? What are we like, doing with our lives? What yeah, are we what doing on a Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, I'm in, George I'm in a supply in a closet. closet. I'm in a supply closet with a bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> I mean, I just... I'm in a basement, and, D- and Damon is spinning Victor Lundberg and Godzilla shit. At least we're together. At least we're yeah. together, guys. At least we're. Damn it, you're right, Aaron. Damn it, you're right. We're friends. We have each other, bros. We'll always have the Gitmo bros. We're like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
I just find God out this it. door is locked and I can't get out. I can't get out. <laughs> He's here all weekend. Here all weekend. I don't let me out. <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> so yeah, lads. Uh, I guess it's my turn here to yeah. Cheer us up, Fuck. Majel. This is the sentiment I really need right now. Sorbet. Forget that shit. <laughs> That's definitely, my favorite one. Definitely going to fit. forget Victor and Puff for this. And I, uh, speaking of lyrics, I'm sending you guys lyrics only because as beautiful as the song is, you're not going to know what the hell he's saying. And I, okay. and I actually would like your help in deciphering what our pal means in this song. Because I have some information that I gleaned from the internet, but I think it's uh, it's important that you guys weigh in with your opinion. So, here we go. I'm going to send this to the Gitmo bros. First, I'm going to start the song, and I'll let it play while you receive the uh, text from me. So, here it comes. Damon Sorbet. All right. Okay, George. It sounds like Aaron knows this one. I do not, but I see a sliver of light coming underneath the supply closet door. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, uh, "Death or Glory" by a band, little band you may have heard of called The Clash. No, oh, the only shit. band that matters. Yes. Oh man. And this is I do uh, not from, know this song from their third album, "London Calling," yeah. December 1979. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, London. <laughs> and to me, this is like t- got to be top two c- Clash songs for me, if not number one. This is, a, and it's a you know, like George just said, not a lot of people know this song, and it's one of their fucking best. It's I I wouldn't even call this. This doesn't even like get near punk to me. This is just like uh, I, I don't know what you would call it, like um, pop pop rock or something we used to call this power pop back power in the day. pop exactly it's it's, it's power it's total power pop it's, it's like major chords the yeah. fucking anthemic chorus of this song just hit, let's listen to it george we'll get through the first verse and chorus and see what you think love it Yeah, there you go. Death or glory becomes another story. I love it. Yeah, I've never heard this, and I love this song. I want to do it. <laughs> the way those lyrics work around are, are uh, it's it's very similar stylistically, uh, lyric wise to Glenn Tilbrook and Elvis Costello. Yeah, right. Um, they they they're living in the same place. It could very easily be Elvis Costello lyrics. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I never thought of that. Oh man, yeah, very cool. The melody yeah. and everything. Yeah, but it. To me, it sounds like, to me, this sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. 
Oh, if, I can, hear, I can hear Bruce Springsteen doing this, and I know he did. Did he do London Calling? Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's why we did it. That's why we did it in the act, because I could convince Bingo, because, you know, Bruce did it. It was a good idea. But that... <laughs> This feels like I can I can hear Bruce and it's I'd never really made that connection and I just did from that first verse, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, let's do a little more. I got I got other stuff to say about the band, about the song, yeah. and we and we need to decipher these lyrics. But uh, in, coming up in the next verse, I'm pretty sure there's a lyric in here that uh, Elvis Costello would not have written. Only mm. Joe Strummer would, would put this in a song, and I fucking mm. love it. Mary <laughs> I did not expect that rhyme. <laughs> the, the, the line, if, in case anyone missed it, is "He who fucks nuns will later join the church." <laughs> right. Leave it to Joe, but that's. But that's I believe so it's been in this, and it's tested been been tested by research. research yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not see that coming. It's research and church. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. All right, so we're going to get into a chorus and then a, a breakdown, which is cool. There's like two different breakdowns in the song and they're both just masterful these guys uh, you know everyone said oh clash punk band these guys were were just no. like genius craftsmen when it came to any anything they put their mind to any style they nailed it um and just just total pop sensibilities like you said yeah. power pop sensibilities when it came to a lot of these songs so here we go and they did it in oh. like a beatles career time frame yeah. where like yeah, like, as as much growth as the Beatles uh, shown, and no one will ever match what that that growth. But it's absurd what the Clash did in a small amount of time. Right, the development. Yeah, and and comfort in the studio and executing because you can have your head moving a mile a minute, but not be able to execute it because you don't have the compadres or you don't have the drive. And Joe had all of those as strong as you could have. Yeah. Speaking of the production, um, this was produced by a guy named Guy Stevens. I got my notes here. Uh, guy Stevens, yeah. And he, he's got, there's a little few anecdotes about him that I'll tell in a minute. But, um, you know, the, which I never realized to like, you know, spend some time listening to this for this, for this episode. Uh, I like to be prepared for our listeners. And uh, there's, there's acoustic guitars in this song. Like, they're very prominent in the beginning in the intro and then when it breaks down again you hear them again but then i think they're just strumming through with the electric guitars which is a beautiful touch if you ask me it is yeah so all right here we go Topper Heaton, the drummer, that guy does not get enough credit, I think. I wonder if that's Paul. Those bass moves that are happening there are pretty inventive and agile. I, yeah, I'm, I'll, I bet you that that's Topper playing that bass part there. What? Topper <clears throat> was a bass player? Yeah, he's playing the bass on fucking uh, 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 Rock the Casbah, the fucking amazing line. That's him. He's playing the piano. He's playing the fucking drums. He's playing the bass. Uh, he was a motherfucker when he wanted to. He just never did. 
Paul had a lot of fucking factors, but I don't I don't see that as him playing there. It is a killer bass part throughout, and you know on the on the wiki page it says that I think this whole album, the whole London Calling album, was they just listed you know guitars were were Mick right. and Joe, and then Topper was the drums, and uh, Paul was the bass. They they never said like except on track number seven it was Paul. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It could be him. I think they were kind of like that. These are that's what our roles are. That doesn't mean that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when the red right. light went on yeah yeah so i don't know maybe it's it's worth more research but whoever's playing the bass is is uh really it's fucking rad selling it's a great part yeah, i sure. hope it's fucking paul i do too don't i want take... it to be him yeah <laughs> uh okay they said i love you say okay don't wanna play the show So that rhythm that we were talking about this on the Howard Tate song uh, last week, mm-hmm. and and I said like that you know I love when a whole band is doing something together, yeah, uh, and and uh, it's it, and so I was listening to some covers of this and like Social Distortion covered it, mm. um, a couple Bob Weir did a, like an acoustic version of it with some other, some other guy, <laughs> uh, Jeff Tweedy during uh, the pandemic I guess he was had his own channel going and, and covered it as well. And then I listened to a, a Clash version of it live from the Fox Theater in San Diego in 1984. And, I, and I'm like, why does the Clash sound great doing it? Everyone else is a sort of like different levels of meh. And it's because the Clash are playing it the way you're supposed to play it, where that's um, da-dun-dun, da-dun-dun. The whole band is hitting those things together. And mm-hmm. the Clash did it in the studio, and the Clash did it live. Everyone else who covers it, they just don't do that. They all just do their own kind of like, let's rock it up, like a like a punk song. And that's not what this song is. This song, not these, at all. these the the Clash are like uh, almost like ACDC in that way, at least on this song. You know, where the whole band just you you grab onto your riff, the whole band grabs riff, and you just stay on it the entire song, and that's what's going to make asses move. You know, so that's what's as you're listening to the song, and you just listen to these guys all just nailing you know inflections together and stuff it's fucking yeah. great i like his voice crack there and they left it in it's good here's where i need help with the lyrics you guys Mm. so the first this almost feels like as george said like he came up with this this monster of a core like a springsteen anthemic chorus two great lines death or glory becomes another story and then just kind of like just shove these lyrics into into the verse sections because the first verse and the second verse and the third verse none of seem to have anything to do do with each other the first one Mm. i just i just thought of of a guy sort of some shithead poor guy who like beats his kid and stuff you know and and uh the love and hate on a tattooed like he thinks he's a hard ass but the the, where he is his hardest is when he's like probably beating up his family right i don't know if you guys got that from the first verse that was my my interpretation the Mm -hmm. next verse is pretty well chronicled that it's sort of about 
big corporate rock stars. You know, he's kind of saying like... And uh, none fucking. And none fucking, of course. (laughs) But my interpretation, I think this is kind of verified by other people that I read writing about the song. The he who fucks nuns will later join the church. Like all these guys start off as as rebels and they all turn into corporate dickheads. I think that's what Joe's point was about. Yeah, uh, you've got a punk rock attitude, but later on you're going to join the establishment like everybody else. And like, I think it's about rockers getting old, like no longer having um, the courage of their convictions and will sell their souls for advertising and everything else. Yeah. And so the, then the next verse and then this little breakdown even more in, reinforces what I think it's about is, is him saying, but guess what? We the clash or me, Joe Strummer are the ones with integrity. You can follow us. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's saying like, right. we're the only guys that really have the integrity. I think is that, is that kind of what you're getting from that? Cause yeah. he's, he's saying the opposite, like all rock stars turn into big corporate dickheads except us. So follow us. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a thousand percent what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, you know, getting back to, uh, to Victor Numberg. <laughs> Victor Numbnuts. Victor Numbnuts. Yeah, this is a this is this is a song about getting older and and and, and youth, and that this I guess youth against getting older, maybe. Yeah, and also yeah, like resistance. Resistance is for for uh, you know is is something for a younger man. You know, at right. the, you know, but in yes. the end, you become practical. But do you think? But Joe's, he's not succumbing to it, though, is he? According no, but he's saying that. But like you've said earlier, is that like that is the folly of us all, with a very specific exception, me. <laughs> and maybe he's also having taken the piss. You know, being you know saying like I'm telling you exactly what they all told you before, and you know if you if you if you believe me, I got a bridge I want to sell you. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get old too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now look guys, in Joe's defense, I know a little bit about his post clash career. I don't think he ever sold out. <laughs> no. No, he would that time when they get the clash were at their height and and he just disappeared <laughs> and no one could find him. And the only reason they found out where he was was that he was found running a marathon in Paris. <laughs> a guy who had never run before. <laughs> And it was a professional smoker, but there was a photograph of him running a marathon, which is how they figured out where he was. I never heard that. That's funny. <laughs> he just didn't give a shit, dude. At least, you know, up till the end of his life, he was still living that, in, that integrity, you know, who, so. who knows what would have died. He's fucking young, yeah, dude. Yeah, so early fifties or something, I think. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. All right, so now we're we're com- my favorite part of the song right here is where it kind of like they, they they break down to the intro and then they they bring it back in slowly the drums start pulsing back in and then it's just he starts Joe just starts shouting and then they kick it back into a chorus this is like fucking perfection as the song goes out so here we go got it about a minute and change left just another story back to the intro.
they're going to repeat the chorus one last time. Now, just key in on, on the whole band just hitting those chords and everything together. It's, it's just tight as, tight as shit. There you go. Yeah. Fucking rad. A little you know, death and glory for you. And now I'm having a great night. Now I'm a guy starting to get dark. I'm sitting in a, a, a broom closet. <laughs> I'm drinking and I'm drinking wild turkey with my buddies, and there couldn't be anything better. <laughs> this, I'm just right where I want to be. This is right Sorbet where I did be. its job for you, eh? It's just where I should be. This is nice. where I should be. <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. And I'm not going to get old. <laughs> a couple little little tidbits that I thought was interesting. Um, the, the Clash, uh, for rehearsals for this album, they went into uh, a closed rehearsal because usually they'd have all their, their punk buddies and hangers on, like sitting around getting drunk with them and everything. And they just said, nope, everyone, just the four of us, we're going to work all these songs out. And uh, you can tell in this, in this album, the whole London Calling album is just tight as hell. And uh, the other thing that they discovered was how fucking awesome Topper Heaton was. And this is probably even more apparent on Sandinista because of mm. all the kind of reggae and dub stuff he was doing. But mm. uh, it, when you have a drummer that's that versatile, it's just going to change your arranging and your songwriting and stuff. Because they're like, oh, we can do a jazz song. Oh, we can do a reggae song. Because that guy can play anything. And so mm. I thought that was kind of cool that like this is the first step towards what I think they finally you know mastered in Sandinista, which I believe mm. was the next album. Yeah. Um, uh, that they started opening up the arrangements to topper more instead of just being like a loud punk drummer they let him they let him kind of you know get a little bit looser and you can tell you know yeah his drum arrangement in that song we just listened to was all over the map and it's fucking great those two middle parts those those sort of bridgy moments are insane if you break down what's happening there like you they could be viewed as completely i mean it's like two other songs happen right in the middle which is like the trope about what a bridge is yeah. Suddenly a middle eight shows up, another song happens, but like rhythmically everything. And there's, they're very, very busy too. It's not like what Puff Daddy did to us recently where everything <laughs> sort of drops out. It was, they're very busy and made a big spectacle of themselves. <laughs> like there's a big spotlight on these, <laughs> these strange moments Yeah, with a lot of parts, partsy, partsy, partsy. And they're all bitching. Ex- all the executed parts bitching. perfectly. Yeah. Very tight. And doesn't sound like a bunch of fucking Yabo punkers who don't know what they're doing or are just using that fucking horse shit. It doesn't matter. It's the attitude. Yeah. Right. Fuck off with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah the class said it's, yes, it's the attitude, but it's also playing your instruments and they, yeah. Tell they, the fucking Ramones that Yeah, the Ramones were like a fucking military outfit, you know? Yeah. For a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> it's fucking great. Love Very it. Very good survey. Very and, and unexpected. Never heard it. That was great, Damon. That was really good, and we needed it. That was so generous oh, yeah. of me to give you the guys that gift after what you after put what me we through. Did you. <laughs> it was generous of you. It was downright shitty what we did. He's a giving actor. <laughs> you gave us all that brockets, the double stuffed brockets, oh, yeah. fucking sweet sorbet, and you got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, you turned the other other butt cheek after we slapped yours. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, what? <laughs> All right, lads. Well, why don't you say we wrap up episode 28? You know, one thing I don't say too much anymore is, you know, go go on social media and stuff, you guys. I don't know. Do us a favor. Check it out. Say hello. Say hello. Yeah, comment about what we do. 
You know, that you remember back in the day of episode yeah. three how awesome we are. <laughs> and yeah, yeah you know. knew early on. And uh what if you send us questions and stuff, we'll answer them on the show. What the hell? Yeah. Um, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> what else we got going on? <laughs> so it's the Gitmo bros, it's ear and loathing. We happen to be the number one rockers forever. And we're saying goodbye to episode 28. And I guess what we'll do is see all you good folks next week for episode 29. Talk to you later, boys. Goodbye. Later. Ear and loathing. Before that investigation, they, they already found out and confirmed that he was stupid. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more. Ear and loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.